time, this doesn't look as attractive as it once did because you're fixing your eyes on the things of the kingdom. I'm just talking about a thousand that have a vision for their heart. They've got passion for God. They're leading intercession on their schools. They're set apart, consecrated under God. And they've got a vision and a mission for their life. We are in this series called One to One. Say One to One. And uh, I, I don't know about you, but I, I grew up at, at Christmas time getting gifts that I loved and gifts that I didn't really love. And I didn't want to say that because I didn't want to offend the people that gave me gifts that I didn't really like. But specifically when I was younger, my parents actually would usually give me gifts that I needed, that I liked. They lived with me. They knew what I wanted. It was my grandparents. It was my grandparents that usually got me the clothes that I was like, oh, Lord. Right? That's Brandon's influence right there. See? I start to, I become like the people I hang out with. All right. Oh, Lord. Anyway. And so, so how many of you guys, you ever, have you ever gotten a gift that you're just... You're trying to be nice, but deep down you open it and you got a little bit of disappointment. I mean, you open it up, you're hoping it's something awesome, and then it's those pants, that shirt, that you're like thinking, I'm never going to wear this. And then you kind of put a smile on your face, and you look at whoever gave it to you, and you go, thank you so much. It's so great, right? You kind of have this fake little smile, but really that gift not really something that you really think you're going to need or want. Sometimes when I think about spiritual gifts, when I think about the gifts that the Holy Spirit gives to us, the gifts that God wants to give to us, we might not articulate it, but deep down when we hear maybe about the gift of prophecy, maybe when we read about or hear about the gift of tongues, maybe about the gift of wisdom, When we hear about these spiritual gifts, sometimes I think we can treat it, mostly in our ignorance, like a nice gift from a grandpa. We're not sure we really want or need. And so we just kind of smile at God and say, okay, great. All right. Thank you. But there's not really in us really an understanding of how desperately we need spiritual gifts and how to use spiritual gifts. And the way that God wants us to have spiritual gifts. You and I, we're headed into a new year. As we go into this new school year, my passion for you is that you would walk in the fullness of what God has for you. And one of the ways that you walk in fullness is to receive the gifts of the Spirit gladly and say, God, all that you'll give the human heart, I desire. If it's available, I want it. I don't want to live without the fullness of what you want to give me. Sometimes when we think about gifts, we think it's mostly for us, right? We think, well, spiritual gifts, okay? If I get some of those, that, that, then, then I'll be more spiritual, then I'll be better. But tonight I want us to shift and think not about spiritual gifts around the idea of, of the edification of me, although there is edification of me, but I want us to think about it on a couple other levels, Receiving gifts, not just for you, but for the body of Christ, i.e. DSM, and our cadres that are coming up. And the way that God wants to use you to help build up other people. And then using spiritual gifts to be on the offensive, to actually expand the kingdom of God on your junior high, middle school, and high school campuses. See, because when we look at church... The church is actually supposed to be powerful. 
The church is actually supposed to be not cloistered away, kind of hanging out, just, just a, a group of people that are distant from reality. The truth is that we're supposed to be strong. And the way that we become strong is through the power of the Holy Spirit. And so I want to read to you about the way that Jesus talked about the church. This is out of the message. And it's really powerful language. He's talking about DSM. So imagine DSM this year operating like this. Listen to this. When Jesus arrived in the villages of Caesarea Philippi, he asked the disciples, what are people saying about the Son of Man? They replied, some think he's John the Baptist. Others say Elijah. Some say Jeremiah or one of the prophets. One of the prophets. He pressed them, and how about you? Who do you say I am? Simon Peter said, you're the Christ, the Messiah, the Son of the living God. Jesus came back. God bless you, Simon, son of Jonah. You didn't get that answer out of books or from teachers. My Father in heaven, God himself, let you in on the secret of who I really am. Now listen to this. And now I'm going to tell you who you really are. You are Peter, a rock. This is the rock on which I will put together my church. All right, so I'm going to put in the word DSM right there. We're church. Say, I am church. I am church. All right. This is the rock on which I will put together DSM, my church. A church so expansive with energy. Most people don't think that way when they think of church. If you walked in here tonight and you saw young people jumping up and down while they led worship, you saw energy. But this energy isn't to be only in the room. Look at this. This is the rock in which I will put together my church, a church so expansive with energy that not even the gates of hell will be able to keep it out. And that's not all. You will have complete and free access to God's kingdom. Keys to open any and every door, no matter barrier between heaven and earth. Earth and heaven. Ah, yes. A yes on earth is a yes in heaven, and a no on earth is a no in heaven. So Jesus is talking about the church, and he's talking about a church being offensive, on offense. If you think about this in battle terms, it's a, a church that's conquering, a church that's winning, a church that's defeating the enemy. I didn't really understand this when I was a kid. I, I couldn't quite understand what he was talking about when he's talking about gates. But the gates, the idea here is saying the church is actually on the attack. The gates of hell, or if you imagine hell and gates are keeping it out, the gates of hell can't keep the church out because the church is attacking. It's not saying, it's not saying take a defensive mechanism and go on the attack like a bunch of us running around with gates, right? That's not what it's saying. All right? It's saying the gates of hell can't keep the church out. Because they're so ferocious or they're so full of energy. So right here we've got the idea. It's talking about you. So filled with the Holy Spirit. So filled with the gifts of God. That the enemy can't stop you. That's what we're talking about. And so when you imagine spiritual gifts, a lot of the times we think, well, it's kind of for me. It's kind of warm fuzzies. It's kind of like, may, I should do this. But I want to get out of, uh, I maybe ought to get spiritual gifts. To uh, I'm desperate for spiritual gifts. I earnestly desire. That's what Paul says. Paul says, earnestly desire gifts, the spiritual gifts. And sometimes people say, well, take it or leave it. That's not what Paul said. He said, eagerly desire her. He says, want them. 
I want you to imagine gifts, these gifts from God that we're going to read tonight, not as something just for your edification, not as, although it is that, but for more than that. Tonight, I want you to think specifically about DSM being benefited by you walking in the fullness of what God has for you. In other words, your friends, the people sitting next to you, turn and look at the person next to you. Look at the people behind you. All right? Those people, us, us becoming stronger. Me, David becoming stronger because Brandon and Octavia and Aubrey and Dan have received the fullness of what God has for them. And when you start to think about gifts like that, you start to think of gifts differently. And not only that, but imagine... At Pine Creek High School, imagine at every junior high, at every high school, those men and women on that campus, those young people, either receiving little or much based upon the level of you walking in the fullness of the Holy Spirit. I want you to imagine. Because if you think of gifts, just kind of like a gift from grandma and grandpa. All right, thank you. It's for me. Great. Okay. I don't really, I'll set this aside. Oh, they're coming. I'll put it on. <laughs> there. Hi, Grandma. How you doing? You like it? The tag's still on it, honey. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Evidence. Sometimes we do that with God. Well, I'll bring the... Put, use the gifts. Put them on display when I'm at church. But I love the illustration that C.S. Lewis uses. How many of you guys have seen the, the movie, the Narnia movies, or, or read the books, maybe? <laughs> There's, there's, there's this dynamic that I, I absolutely love where there's this Father Christmas. You remember Father Christmas? And he symbolizes the Holy Spirit. That's in, as Lewis is, 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 is trying to put the idea of Christianity into a metaphor that young people can understand. He uses Father Christmas as the Holy Spirit symbolically. And, the, and, and Father Christmas shows up. And he gives Peter, Susan, Edmund, and Lucy gifts. You remember that? Father Christmas shows up and he gives away gifts. And you remember he gives away an iPod Touch. And he gives a sweater. And he gets... No. Do you remember? They're, they're pretty... I mean, like when your little kids are watching this movie. You don't have little kids, but I do. <laughs> And all of a sudden, that part comes on, and Father Christmas, he doesn't pull out, like, these cute little gifts, you know, like, Fisher Price, Toys R Us, bless you, like, no, Father Christmas pulls out a dagger and gives it to a little girl. Here, honey. (laughs) Father Christmas pulls out a sword and gives it to a little boy. Ah. You with me? Pulls out a shield and gives it to the boys. Then, oh, young lady, you're old. You're pushing 11. Here. Here's a bow and arrow that never misses. We're talking about a fairly violent Father Christmas showing up. It's not the American Toys R Us Santa Claus. We're talking about C.S. Lewis... Trying to create a metaphor for the Holy Spirit giving gifts. And what do those gifts have in common? Warfare. What do they have in common? Offensive. Attack. 
battle. What you find C.S. Lewis trying to imply, trying to speak in an illustration, he's saying, these spiritual gifts, they're not warm cuddlies for you to just experience at church. It's so that you can be on the attack and fulfilling what the Holy Spirit wants to do with this church today. These gifts are not optional. Oh, I know we live in a world that says they're optional because we live in a comfortable culture where we like to be comfortable and if, you have, if you're walking around physically with offensive weapons, that's a little bit dangerous. But I'll tell you this. If you're walking around with spiritual weapons, it's dangerous. The reality, though, is that our, our God told us he wants us to eagerly desire these gifts and to use them. And our culture may say, too extreme. Back off. Don't bring that to the public school. Don't bring that to the public square. Go do that in your own time. But the one that you follow, the one who gave his life for you, he told you to be filled with the Holy Spirit. And the word of God says, Paul says, eagerly desire the gifts. Oh, you need gifts. Gifts are available. The question is, will you ask God for them? It's not even a question on if God wants to give them to you. You can bank on it. He does. God wants to. It's, <laughs> how much more? This, I mean, this is the way that the Gospel of Luke says it. it. says, how much more does a good father, does the Father in heaven want to give you the Holy Spirit if you'll just ask? He wants to give you gifts. And he wants to give you good gifts. These gifts an, that are offensive and it's not just for you. It's because you love this body and you love the kids on your campus and your family so much that you say, I have got to, I want to, give me, give me the sword. Give me, give me the dagger. Give me, that's the metaphor for prophecy. I want to be able to speak life and speak the word of God. So filled with the Holy Spirit that I can, I can look into a situation and declare what God wants to do. I'm so, I've so cried out for the gift of wisdom that I can walk and know what God wants me to do in this present age, in this present moment. Yeah. I've so, I'm so fellowshipping the, with the Holy Spirit that I'm, I'm walking around praying and spending time with God even as I work as a sandwich artist at Subway or whatever it is you do. <laughs> but you are filled with the Holy Spirit. And let me tell you this, your perspective of gifts will change when you get this. When I get nice, you know, gifts at the store, you know, if I'm looking for myself, I'll walk in. This doesn't really happen, so it's theoretical. But let's say that I really did go shopping for myself, all right? I'd, I'd walk in and look around and, oh, this, maybe this and maybe that. But today, my wife called me and said, the doctor says that justice is dehydrated. Problem is he's three years old. And he, he refuses to drink anything. And so the only, however, Justice in his three-year-old boy self loves popsicles. So Renata said, I've got a strategy to, un, to hydrate him. Go get popsicles. Do you know, I left work, went to the store, went, got popsicles, lots of them. And my pursuit of purchasing stuff was, popsicles, was not kind of casual. 
kind of like whatever. It was, I stopped what I was doing, and I was, I mean, getting those popsicles was like, I, I got my boy who's dehydrated. I got my boy who's got pneumonia. I'll do, I'll, 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 I'll buy out the store. Like, what does it take? I'm going to go get that. I need, I want that. It's not for me, but it's for somebody that I love. Imagine if we have so cried out to God on our face for a move of God in DSM. And so cried out to God for a move of God on our campuses. That we saw spiritual gifts that way. I've got to have it for the sake of somebody else. I cannot go another day without more wisdom. I can't go another day without walking in the fullness of what God has for me. Because I've got DSM I've got young people that are my friends that I want to be able to speak and speak life. I've got a cadre that I'm connected in and I want by the virtue of us getting together on a Sunday night for us to walk out eyes ablaze, heart beating faster, clarity on the word of God and a mission to reach our campus. It's not just about you. It's not for you to kind of get the spiritual gifts and just put them in your toy box. This isn't about you. This is not child's play. This is Father Christmas shows up and he's handing out daggers so that you go defeat the enemy. Do you know that's the way that, that even 1 John 3, 8, it says that Jesus came to defeat the enemy? It's just, the, the, John says, Jesus came to destroy the works of the enemy. He wants to shut him down. He wants to put him out of business. Do you know that Jesus sent you on mission to your campus so that you can shut down the works of the enemy on your campus? Do you know that's a, it's the same thing? Jesus, alive inside of you, says, I want to empower you to go make an impact on your campus. The question is, what do you choose to do it? It's to be on the offensive. I want you to think of receiving spiritual gifts tonight as being on the offensive. I want you to think about it differently. I'm about to read some of these gifts, and I want you to think of it not as, well, I want to get spiritually fat. I want to just, you know, develop a, a few more, uh, get a few more gifts. I want you to think of it. I want you to picture. Go ahead, everybody, right now. Picture in your mind. I want you to picture those believers that are here at DSM that you love. Just picture it right now. Once you've, once you've thought of one or two friends or people that you know that you care about here, raise your hand. Just one or, once you've pictured it. All right, now put your hands down. Now I want you to think about people that you know, teenagers that you know, that you're in relationship with. Either it's at school, maybe it's just here in Colorado Springs, but you know that they're far from God. And you know that God is calling you to be an expression of his light to them. Think of it. Think of one or two people. And once you've got it, raise your hand. Once you've pictured it, you know them. All right? Now, here's the deal. Those people that you just pictured in your head, as we ask for spiritual gifts tonight, I want those people to be in your brain. We're one to one. We want to be united. We want to be united. We want the fullness of God for the sake of DSM and for the sake of our generation that's far from God. So Paul gives a, gives a list here. I want to just read this, 1 Corinthians 12. 
Verse 7. Now to each one, the manifestation of the Spirit is given for the common good. To one there is given through the Spirit a message of wisdom. Everybody say wisdom. Wisdom. Louder. Wisdom. Wisdom. To another, a message of knowledge. Say knowledge. Knowledge. All right. By means of the same Spirit. To another, faith. Say faith. Faith. All right. To another, gifts of healing. Healing. Good. By, By that one Spirit. To another, miraculous powers. Say miraculous powers. Miraculous powers. To another, prophecy. To another, distinguishing between spirits. To another, speaking in different tongues. Say tongues. And still to others, interpretation of tongues. Can you say that? Interpretation of tongues. All these are the work of one and the same spirit. And he distributes them to each one just as he determines. Those gifts are not, hey, for the sake of yourself, come get spiritually fat. Get some more gifts, you know? These are, these are weapons. These are gifts That the Father says, I want to give these to you so that you can make an impact. Some of you, even when I talk about making an impact, you're so content with where you're at. You just just watch the kids that were up here leading worship do it. Let Victor, let let Victor go reach his school. You know, not me, I'm I'm not a radical. And you've created a category of Christianity that doesn't exist. The category of Christianity that says, I'm half in. Jesus never talked that way. So imagine you, I picture you kind of sitting back, pulling out your remote control, looking at your plasma, and you're just kind of watching ministry. You're watching other students. You're watching Brandon. You're watching Dan pray. You're watching other people. And you're just going to kind of sit back and just watch. Tonight, my prayer is that we go from the couch, sitting back, watching, to looking at the Holy Spirit or Father Christmas in the eyes and knowing that we've got a battle to fight We've got a war to win. In order to accomplish that, we've got to be united. We've got to be together. In order to accomplish that, we've got to so get these gifts. It's kind of like the Lord of the Rings idea, right? Where a bunch of little hobbits, they've got a mission, and they need each other to accomplish the mission, right? They're dependent on each other, right? They've got a little band. It's, it's funny. It's like our generation's version of the Wizard of Oz, but it's very similar. Same concept. My generation was like the Tin Man, Scarecrow, you know, that kind of thing. This generation's it's hobbits, but whatever. It's the same idea, right? It's we're on a journey together. We've got a battle to fight. We need each other's strengths to accomplish our goal. So you receiving the fullness of what the Holy Spirit has for you is not just about you. It's about the people in front of you. It's about the people in your cadre. And it's about those kids on your campus. So tonight, I'd like to invite Brandon and the team to come up here. And I want us to take a few moments 
And I want us to pray. I want to ask the Lord, Holy Spirit, come and give us these gifts. And you can, you can be sure that God wants to give you gifts. Every single one of you. There's not one of you that he's saying, no, you don't get one. If you said yes to Jesus Christ and you're walking as a Christ follower, you've said, you've just surrendered your life. I'm not saying that there's any fruit yet, but you've surrendered. Then you can know that God wants to give gifts to you. The Holy Spirit wants to give these gifts so that you can walk in fullness. He wants to give it to you. You, say me. Not him. Not her. Me. All right, I want you to take a minute. Say me. All right, focus this for a moment. What is the gifts? What are the gifts that the Holy Spirit wants to give you? What are the ones that you're hungry for? What are the ones that you're asking for? What are the ones that you're going, you know what? If I could walk into my English class and pray for people to be healed, whoa. What, what, what are you asking God for? What do you believe in God for? I'd like you to stand. And here's what we're going to do. I'd like you to stay in your seats. But I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pray. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to call some of these out. And when I call out one of the gifts that you say, I want, I'm going to ask for God. I'm going to ask God for that tonight. When I call it out, I want you to just walk forward. But I, 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 don't, I don't want like games tonight. I mean like, I'm going to ask God for that. You can ask God for multiple gifts of the Spirit. I want to invite our, uh, our staff and associate staff and any of our leaders. I want to invite you to just come up here and be a prayer team. If you want someone to pray over you, walk up to one of these people. If you don't want someone to pray for you, just walk up here and walk up to like no people. Just walk, you know, right up here and look right at me. All right, but if you want someone to pray for you, we'd be happy to pray for you. Here's what I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to call these out. I don't want you to clap. I don't want any kind of, you know, hypey moment where we all get excited. I want us to be laser focused, our hearts soft, our eyes fixed on Jesus. And if you say, I want that, then I want you to come up here. All right, I'm going to take, I'm going to go slow. I'm going to ask for these. All right, but here we go. I'm going to just go this with this list in 1 Corinthians 12. All right? Gift of wisdom. If you're calling, I need that. I want the gift of wisdom tonight. I want you just to come forward. Good. Right, now, gift of knowledge. I want the gift of knowledge. I want you to come forward. I need, I want the gift of knowledge. And here's what this means. Wisdom is, I want, I want God to speak to me. I want to hear, I want to know, even use it. I want to understand the way that he thinks. Knowledge is sometimes information that God just gives. Faith. If you want to ask God for the gift of faith tonight. Faith is Believing. Trusting even when you can't see. You want to ask God for faith tonight.
healing. Just go, I want healing in my hands. I want to be able to lay hands on the sick, pray for people, pray for three-year-olds, pray for whoever. I want, I want to ask God to use me to heal the sick, to pray for them, to see God work. Prophecy. This means that you hear God and you say it. You hear what God is saying and you speak it to other people. The last one tonight is tongues. It's communing with God in another language. Fellowshipping with the Holy Spirit. That's you. Come forward. All right, now, if you've come forward and you're saying, I'm eagerly desiring spiritual gifts. I'm asking God, raise your hands. Raise them high. Father, we're coming before you tonight. And we pray, Holy Spirit, pour out the gifts upon us. We want to be spirit-filled, supernaturally charged, powerful young men and and women that walk in the fullness of what you have for us. Come, Lord Jesus. Fill us up tonight. We pray, Lord God, for wisdom. We pray for healing. We pray for faith. Come, Lord. And over time, this doesn't look as attractive as it once did because you're fixing your eyes on the things of the kingdom. I'm just talking about a thousand that have a vision for their heart. They've got passion for God. They're leading intercession on their schools. They're set apart, consecrated under God. And they've got a vision and a mission for their life.